welcome to Beyond Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Monique Bathus, women's mentor, registered music therapist, and mum of two. And I am incredibly passionate about supporting mothers to thrive in all areas of their life, connect with the woman outside of the mama, and live a more peaceful life filled with joy and fulfillment. And in this podcast, we share tips, practical exercises, stories, and wisdom on all things motherhood and beyond. From relationships, maternal mental health and wellness, the challenges of motherhood, reclaiming your identity post becoming a mother and everything in between. Let's dive in. Welcome again to Beyond Motherhood. Hello, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond Motherhood. I am so excited to be here and to have you tuning in regardless of what platform you're on uh, today really important conversation and a very relevant one for mothers and all parents alike uh, it's all around how do we recover from losing our shit flipping our lead whatever you want to call it um, at our kids and I just want to preface this whole episode with the fact that there's nothing wrong with you if you do have moments where you just have a mental breakdown or just your patience wears thin, you've reached your threshold and you might raise your voice, you might act out of integrity or act out of um, how you want to show up as a parent. Um, it's it's totally normal. And yes, of course, we're not here to want to strive to be doing this regularly, but you are not alone for a start and you are not definitely going through this on your own. Um, and it's totally normal for this to happen because there can be such guilt and shame that comes with this when we do lose it at our kids and we have those, those mummy moments. So this is all going to be around how we recover from that, how we not only recover from it in terms of reconnecting with our kids afterwards, but also how we can reconnect within and to recenter ourselves and to feel a little bit more grounded and to give ourselves a little bit of kindness and compassion after these moments happen, which inevitably they're going to. So let's be honest, at the end of the day, you know, it can happen at any time of day. Mornings are a big one. Mornings, particularly, you know, if you're a working mama, um, and not just if you're a working mama, but often when we're working and we have to be out of the door at a certain time or we have to drop the kids off to school and daycare at a specific time, and it can feel like a bit of a rush in the morning. It can be a little bit anxiety-provoking, a bit stressful. But there's also times throughout the day, of course, as well, um, on any given day and it's going to be completely dependent on our capacity on whether we've had enough sleep whether our kids have had enough sleep and maybe they're just having big emotions and expressing that as kids do best or in the evenings when we're trying to get them to bed and do the nighttime routine which can sometimes be a bit of a challenge let's face it but at the end of the day as well, kids are always going to push the boundaries. That's how they're learning about the world around them. That's their job. We're not here to just make them be compliant little soldiers. <laughs> We're here to support them to learn. And yes, they can push the boundaries. They can feel mad, sad, 
frustrated about a boundary that's put in place or that, you know, there might be something that they need to do in a, in a particular time frame. Um, that's their job. So it's, it's about how we can support ourselves and also support our kids as well um, to help us maybe not lose our shit as often or at least to come back and recover from it after we do in the best way we can. Um, and as I said, there's times that our capacity is, is going to be, it's just not there. It's t- there's, and that can be for many reasons, as I, I um, touched on before. Um, and our stress levels are going to fluctuate throughout the days, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, depending on what's going on in our life, depending on what's going on with work, depending on what's going on with our kids. So, of course, there is going to be times that things just feel too much and, uh, and, and we do uh, flip our lid a little or a lot. <laughs> But there are ways that we can come back from that. And the first thing that I wanted to just touch on is just in those moments afterwards where, you know, we, in those moments, we do really feel like, particularly if we're feeling rushed and particularly if our kids are pushing those boundaries, pushing our buttons, how our systems go think of it or perceive that as, as an emergency, that we're in an emergency, we need to act accordingly and we can then our systems end up overloading and we can go into sympathetic nervous system where we go into that fight or flight. Um, and often it is that fight response for, for parents where we might yell at our kids, raise our voice um, and lose our shit more or less. <laughs> so in those moments, it's so important course afterwards just to just to pause just to pause and if you can catch yourself even before it but you know if the moment's been and gone and you're feeling like the mummy guilt's coming up you're feeling pretty crappy about yourself which we all do totally normal just take a pause and just take a deep breath just in through your nose and slowly exhaling out through your nose as well and just remind yourself this is an emergency, this isn't an emergency. Because our brain is thinking that there is a perceived threat, even though in reality there isn't one. We're not, it's not a matter of life and death. Our our brains just can't tell the difference, unfortunately. So pausing and just taking that deep breath, reminding yourself this isn't an emergency. And the benefit of slowly exhaling is that it's going to start to tap into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is Um, more of the brake system of our nervous system. So it's going to help us to, A, we're going to be consciously trying to slow our breathing down and B, it's going to start to slow our heart rate down. And when we tap into our breath and consciously um, breathe, obviously when we're just doing it normally, it's, it's unconscious, but when we start to bring our conscious awareness back to our breath, it also stimulates our vagus nerve, which um, is linked to our nervous system as well and can help to, again, ground us, recenter us, and just come back to a more regulated state. So just pausing and breathing, reminding yourself is such a great first step just to come back to center and regulate yourself because we can't just go straight into trying to fix what's happened because often we're not ready and our kids aren't ready if we've completely blown up and we've been maybe arguing back and forth with our kids. our brains are not in the right frame of mind straight afterwards to have those conversations, which I'll chat about um, as well. But coming back to centre, 
through our breath can be just such a really powerful first step um, for us to, to tap into. And really importantly, I think, as I said before, there's so much shame and guilt around that we place on ourselves, again, normal, um, but just reminding ourselves and giving ourselves some grace and really starting to just be kind and gentle to ourselves, knowing that, you know, these things do happen, but something that you can do is just to practice some of that self-compassion through that. So it can just be a matter of placing your hand on your chest, on your heart space, and just giving it a rub, just reminding yourself that, you know, again, it's not an emergency, I'm human, these things happen, and just coming back to a more grounded space in that moment. Um, and that will just help you to release a little bit of the mummy guilt as well. That will, again, inevitably come up um, after we have these moments with our children. And so the next thing that's super important, and this is something, to be honest, I only learnt about oh, maybe three or four years ago now, but it was a phrase that I'd never heard until I started to delve more into emotional regulation with our children, reparenting, and... And, and those topics um, as well. And it's the repair after rupture. And it's such an important part of the process after we have a rupture or have a disconnection or lose our shit at our kids and have those moments because there is that rupture, there is that disconnection that happens between you and your child when we, when we do that. And and for so many of my generation, which I'm sure you can probably relate to, is that we never had these opportunities and these moments with our own parents. I know I didn't because, again, it probably wasn't um, it probably wasn't even heard of back then. Sorry, my phone was just going off. <laughs> probably should put it on Do Not Disturb next time I'm uh, doing a podcast episode. Uh, but we'll just roll with it. Um, so of course our parents were doing the best they could with the information that they knew, and I'm sure their parents were as well, but in our generation, we have, we have the knowledge, we have the evidence and when we know better, we do better, right? So repair after rupture. So what is this exactly? So it's about finding ways to connect with your child or to reconnect with your child after a moment like this happens and that can be as simple as once everyone's simmered down a bit once everyone's feeling a little bit more in a regulated space it's like I said before you can't jump into that straight away because the part of our brain our prefrontal cortex that is responsible for problem solving and making decisions and all of those things it temporarily goes offline when we go into more of a fight flight state so once everyone's kind of back online our brain's working a little bit more cohesively together um, these are when conversations can happen. And of course, this is going to look different depending on the age of your child. But even young children, you can have conversations with them. It can be like, mommy got really angry um, and, and apologize. I'm, I'm really sorry I yelled at you. That must have felt really scary. Um, next time I'm going to try and take deep breaths. Or next time I'm going to step out of the room to calm myself down um, and, and we'll try again. So it can be as simple as that. So you know, acknowledging that something happened, um, apologising if you need to, um, and and letting them know something that you could do differently next time because then that's modelling to them how they can 
repair a rupture as they grow up, how they can apologize when they know they've made a mistake. And you're modeling to them strategies of what you might use. And then again, what they might be able to use when they're having big feelings as well. Um, and you and that's all to do with yeah the problem solving side of things and you can expand on this with older children and have an actual conversation which my eldest we do have big conversations about this but the biggest thing that I have learned and that I have seen from this as a mother and with my own kids is how they apologize in their own time I don't force apologies because then it doesn't come from a genuine space but they will apologize in their own time. And I saw this with my three-year-old the other day. He had a little bit of an issue with, he's at a new daycare. He had a bit of an issue with one of the boys there and it ended up being back and forth pushing between them and they both got upset. I was still there at the time. And I once, you know, separated them. I took him aside. I helped, you know, co-regulate him, helped calm him down and bring him back to a more regulated space. And within probably 10 minutes or even oh, maybe a little bit longer, he independently on his own accord went up to this other little boy and, and apologized to him. And the daycare kindy educator was just like, wow, like that was really kind of him to do that. So our kids are always watching. And when we model these, um, these ways of conflict resolution, because that's really what it is, conflict resolution, they are going to pick up on that they are going to learn through that so so much so that's been such a huge huge learning piece for me as a mother in the last more recent years is repair after rupture and again it helps us to reconnect with our children and to build and strengthen that bond between us even when we do screw up even when we do have these moments so if you take anything from this and you've never heard of that, that term before like I want you to take that away with you today. <laughs> and yeah, a great way. We all come back to center of that. We all feel regulated. We all feel connected again. And we're back in what we call ventral vagal, which is our social engagement system of the nervous system. So we're connected, we're grounded, we're able to, to show up in the world the way we want to. Um, and another thing, and this is something I probably need to do a bit, bit better myself, but when we have these moments, we can be so down on ourselves. As I said, mum guilt, we feel shame, um, all the things. So if you've had a morning with your kids or if you've had a day with your kids, find something to do for yourself. Honestly, something that's going to nourish you, that brings you joy. And it can be so, so simple. It can be honestly making yourself a cup of tea, going and sitting outside in the sunshine or getting some vitamin D and just sipping on that cup of tea 10 minutes if you can uninterrupted, not always the case, but doing something for yourself, reading a book at night time, journaling, whatever it is that is going to help you nourish yourself and even process something, some of what's happened is really going to be beneficial and it's a way to just remind yourself as well when we do something kind for ourselves and do something that... Um, nourishes our mind our body our soul it's a great reminder that we are worthy that we are worthy of of these nice things we do for ourselves of these things that bring us joy even when we make mistakes even when things go pear-shaped with our kids um, so that's something that I also need to do better but you know something that can be a really great way just to come back to center and to just nourish yourself and show yourself some self-love and kindness as well 
And then lastly, and then something that if you've been in my world for a while, you will have heard me spoken on a little bit. And um, actually last week's episode was one of these. If you're new to my world, you might not have heard me speak about it. So I will chat a little bit to it is tap into your mantras. And it can be such simple phrases or one particular phrase that you resonate with that you come back to in these hard times that we all do have and face and have to navigate through in motherhood. It could be something as I'm having a hard time and that's okay or I am human and I make mistakes or my kid is having a hard time not giving me a hard time or despite screwing up I am still worthy of amazing things as a mother and I am still a great mum. So last week's episode was a mantra that I shared. So it's a practical tool that you can tap into, you can listen to, you can sing along to, you can memorise and use yourself. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and have a listen. So great way to cultivate self-compassion and kindness and really just to learn um, some self-acceptance of you know what I am human I do screw up we all do it's all about progress over perfection and it can help you to move through some of that mum guilt when we have mantras that we tap into when we have mantras that are going to help to cultivate kindness and compassion in our own lives um, and again where if we listen to these if our kids are around again they're they're hearing these things they're absorbing these things as well and um and there's such a great way, you know, you want to call it an affirmation, a mantra, whatever it is, but really beautiful and powerful way is to adopt a mantra or have a couple that are easy to remember that you can um, circle back to when you need to. You can say them, you can just think them in your head, but a really, really powerful way is to, is to sing them or to chant them. Um, and I know if you don't feel like you're a singer, um, you don't have to be because at the end of the day, it's about the benefit that it's giving to you. And when we sing, it stimulates so many more areas of our brain. It soothes our nervous system so much more. Um, I could ramble on about the amazing benefits of music and singing that it does to our brain and to our nervous system and to our whole being. Um, but that might be an episode for another time. But don't underestimate the power of mantras and how they can support you in motherhood and particularly when you are having some hard times navigating challenges in motherhood when you've lost your shit when you've flipped your lid um, having something just a short little phrase short little mantra that can you can just really lean into and that can help support you to recover from those moments and to come back to center and to feel a little bit more grounded and to feel, yeah, a little bit more kinder to yourself as well. So that's that's today's episode. Um, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway was. But as I said, um, repair after rupture, that's been such a huge piece for me in, in moving through and recovering from some of the difficult, more trickier moments with my children. Um, it's been huge and I'm so grateful that I found this term those few years ago um, because it's really been such a pivotal piece in how I mother and how I reconnect to my kids after we have uh, big feelings, big emotions and maybe feeling a little bit stressed out as a mum. So yeah, let me know in the Q&A or feel free to reach out to me of course. 
but yeah, just know that you're not alone and that is totally normal and to yeah, totally normal to uh, lose it at times and to have those more challenging moments because it's something that we probably don't talk about as much as um, as much as we should and it can really lead to feelings of isolation in motherhood uh, to feeling like you're not good enough um, there's so many so many stigmas we need to to, to break as mothers um, because we do do so much of it on our own and we weren't designed to to do it on our own so just know that you are doing the best job you can um, under the circumstances um, and progress over perfection always see you later beautifuls and i will see you next week's episode Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Motherhood. If you'd like to stay connected with me and be more in my world, you can head on over to Instagram at Monique Bathus. Check out the show notes for all other information and details. And thank you again for taking the time to tune into the podcast. I truly appreciate you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out on the socials or drop them in the Q&A below. Have a blessed week ahead, beautiful.